This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary listeners, heroes and heroines, crooks and crookians, cage the elephant. The audio performance you are about to enjoy discusses casinos and gambling. We do not recommend gambling with money you cannot afford to lose or that is needed to pay bills. If you have a gambling problem, contact your problem gambling hotline. If you do not know how to contact your problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and provide it to you. Our host, past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including his own. All materials presented here are based on actual facts. Names and dates are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Some events unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. It's me, it's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler. There ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. I got bills to pay, I got mouths to feed. There ain't nothing in this world for free. Oh no, I can't slow down, I can't hold back. Though you know I wish I could. There ain't no rest for the wicked till we close our eyes for good. (laughs) So true, so very, very true. I absolutely had to get back at it, and you're going to hear about that today. Welcome to episode 126 of our Casino Combat Podcast. As always, recorded live from the glorious Casino Combat Studios in Parts Unknown. The squad has been busy, 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 and yes, I'm using my power to change dates here just a little bit, compressing the timeline a little bit. Let me update you in a couple of ways. First up, From the Casino Combat Galaxy. Combat, of course, spelled with a K, as always. I got a great email that I really wanted to share. And here is what what was offered. Just wanted to tell you thanks and wish you a happy new year. I told you, I'm messing with the timeline a little bit here. I wanted you to know that this podcast has had a major impact on how I gamble. It remains to be seen just how impactful. I am one month in and wanted to share my results with you. At the beginning of 2023, I decided that craps was going to be my game. I watched countless videos, made my own 10-foot table, practiced and studied daily. At the time, I didn't really have a bankroll, but was saving money when I could. That was until July, when I needed to use my bankroll for a family emergency. I continued to practice and study daily without going to the casino. It was December when I decided to pull funds from an Acorn account, and then he says in parentheses, a small investment account. I now had 40 days pay for a bankroll. I played two crap sessions early in December, and I'm down nine days pay. At the same time, I had started listening to this new podcast called Casino Combat, and made the decision that I would take a break from craps until I built my bankroll back up. 
After listening to a handful of episodes, I decided I was going to switch to playing blackjack, follow the strategies and core concepts from the podcast to the best of my abilities. I knew I wasn't going to be perfect, but was going to give it a try. Using wagering systems 2, 3, and 4. And now here are his results. Day 1, 1 loss, 1 win, 2.5 days pay. Day 2, 2 losses, 1 win, for 4.25 days pay. Day 3, 1 loss, 1 win, for 0.75 days pay. This is what he says. This is the one I'm really proud of. I was so close so many times to that one day's pay and finally decided to walk just short of my goal. My note, this is a sign of great discipline. This is great technique. This is the idea of taking a zero exit, getting close, dropping down, getting close, dropping down, getting close, dropping down, getting a small win and deciding that's where I'm going to cut it off. That's that idea of a zero exit. Something Gabriel, the angel messenger of casino combat, taught me. How much money did this player really win, right? They won way more than a day's pay. It's just because of the flow of the game. A lot of that money was won getting back to even. And there is wisdom in seeing that pattern, seeing that behavior at the table and going, you know, I've ridden this roller coaster up and down the hills multiple times and I'm a little bit uphill here. I'm going to take a small win and leave. So I love that day three result there. Day four, two days pay. Day five, three days pay. Day six, even. Another proud moment. The wife was ready to leave. Time roll management is important. And if your time roll's running short, then leaving even is another job well done and proud moment for for very good reasons there. Day seven, 1.75 days pay. Total for December, five plus days pay after recovering from my two crap session losses. I have since gone back and started listening from the beginning of the podcast, and I'm now completely caught up. Well, my note, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. We did recently redo the audio on those first few episodes and and tried to improve those a little bit, remastered them, if you will. But I appreciate those of you that decide, A, to go back and listen to three years of my life. I really appreciate that. That is a a tremendous compliment that you find that much value. And I know that uh, until very recently, the the audio on those first episodes was, was really pretty rough. Back to the email. There were so many times where I felt you were talking directly to me, reminding me to be patient. Don't take the shortcut. The unicorn will come. Or you would answer a question from another listener, which is exactly what I would be thinking at the time. I'm trying to remain even keel with all these consecutive wins. I know a loss is coming and I'll be ready for it. Hell, I've been losing for years, but it's hard not to get excited to allow myself to think about what might be. Thank you again for everything you do. Wishing you and Mrs. TRG a wonderful 2024. Good luck. And then in quotes, people insist on calling it luck. And the, the signature is PNW Luckbox, first of his name. Very far from the ring. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, look, I love getting these emails. I love hearing about the successes. There are so many of you out there having successes and sharing it with me, sharing each with each other in the Casino Combat Squad Facebook page. I'm so grateful always that people find value and are, as I said, willing to go back and listen from the beginning. It validates the effort that has gone into this. And if I don't say thank you enough, let me do it again today. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you from me. Thank you from my wife. Thank you from my family. We appreciate all of you very, very, very much. And I love hearing about the successes. And I love the recognition in this email of, 
trying to just stay emotionally centered. You know, I've gotten in trouble a couple times feeling bulletproof, feeling like I couldn't win because I'd been winning so often. And and that recognition is a sign of a lot of uh, gambling maturity, a lot of wisdom there in that recognition. That's That all said, I've also gotten emails from people who had been having success and then things went sideways. They had two losing days in a row, tier three losing days in a row. Those hurt and two in a row really hurt. I also got an email from a squad mate that I've gotten to know fairly well, and he wanted to share that he sat down at home with his practice shoe and played the mini-meta Martingale that I talked about last episode five times and lost all five times, and then went to the casino and tried to do it for real and lost his bankroll for the day. And this is an exaggeration. This isn't the right term. I, I, I In my notes, I put heartbreaking, really heartbreaking, and not what I want for anyone, and that's true. I don't know what the right emotion there. It, heartbreak is probably too strong a word, but I definitely don't ever want that for anyone. And I do genuinely feel negative emotions, not to put too much data on it, but I, I do definitely feel true genuine negative emotions when I hear that anyone had did something that I've talked about and it and it didn't go well. And those really bug me in situations like that one because I had just gotten back. I just got that information back from my local casino having just done that exact thing I described four times successfully and to great profit. We are always threading a needle. And a wise pit boss once told me that anything can actually no. I, I was going to tell you what this, he was a smart guy. I was going to tell you, but let me instead have perhaps the greatest pit boss of all time. Nessa from the Montecito Resort in Las Vegas tell you this for me. I've seen a girl wasted out of her mind through 56 straight passes on her 21st birthday. I watched a guy get 17 blackjacks in a row on nine different tables. I have seen 14 red coming on 14 consecutive spins. This could get very bad, Danny. You'll see. Will I? Look, her point is is very accurate. It's right on. That's it's why I wanted to share it. On any given day, in any given moment, any strange combination of random events can happen. It can. Any crazy thing you can think of might happen today when you walk into the casino, good or bad. And I rejoice in the good ones when they happen for all of us, and I deal with the bad ones when they happen to me, and I'm I'm, I'm generally sad and unhappy when I hear about bad ones happening to any of you. And as I got all these various reports in, as I got all this various information coming in, good and bad, it struck me that there was one significant thing missing from my point of view. And maybe some of you are just leaving that part out when you share your results. Maybe you think it's not important. And big picture, maybe it isn't. But if it isn't happening, it is important. But I also noticed that I always hear about this part of things from Inner Circle member Equine Ensign. And I know that sometimes what I think a few people need to hear, many people need to hear. So that's going to drive part of our battle plan today. That's going to drive part of that. I'm going to do a quirk concept segment, and we're going to dig into one of the most important core concepts that I wonder if some of you have lost focus on. So here's the battle plan for episode 126. I'm going to start with a questions my sons ask segment so we can talk about one of the most mind-blowing questions I've ever received. An absolutely brilliant take on mixing some of the oldest ideas in gambling with TRG4 and the Mini Meta Martingale to, and I'm not exaggerating here, I am really not, to change the odds of blackjack in our favor. And you know, I said it was going to be a question segment, but that sounds really trippy. 
That sounds a bit over the top. Let's use the fun bumper sounds. Let's make that a moment of concept segment instead to start things out. Then I'm going to do that core concepts segment that I talked about, and we will finish up in the virtual VIP lounge and grow through the results for November 2023. Yes, I'm a bit behind. Yeah, I got a bit busy. Yes, as you may hear in my voice, I have been a bit under the weather for almost two weeks now. Yes, we are probably going to need to do the time warp again here in an episode or two, but I wanted to follow up the winning before I got on the cruise and the losing that we did on the cruise with the results for the month so you can see how that month of November panned out. Winning, casino lifestyle cruise, maybe some poor choices made, some losing, and then the month that followed that was just kind of heads down, go to work, do the job, because uh, there ain't no rest for the wicked, baby. That's absolutely true. That's what we started with. So that's what we're going to do today. Final note, important note. Perk your ears up, please. Listen, please. I have a treat for all of you in the after the virtual VIP lounge segment. An important member of our squad has coached me often on a problem with the Casino Combat theme song from her point of view. Each time I see Atlantic City Empress, each time I see our ace, A-C-E, she shares that in her opinion, the theme song is wrong. And as often as possible, I try to take a listener's lead posture. So we will wrap up the episode with a very important new version of our podcast theme song. Please stick around, give it a listen. All right, let's go. Let's do that moment of concept segment next. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. Thing means nothing. What? A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. All right, this is... I'm going to struggle not to sound overly pompous here. I'm going to struggle not to sound overly self-congratulatory. And at the same time, I am humbled. Because a very, very brilliant person sent me a very, very brilliant prompt that makes all this possible. This is really, really amazing stuff. Really blew my mind when I figured out the answer to the question. The question was very brilliant and very clever. And when I figured out the answer, which was not hard, I don't mean to make it sound that way. Like I figured it out. But just as I was writing the answer to the question, I'm like, mind blown. This is amazing. Uh, Same time. This is PhD level stuff. This is not easy. You are not going to just hear this and necessarily understand it. And if you do understand it, you are not necessarily going to be able to go to the casino and do it. I can't. I cannot go to the casino and do this. It's brilliant. I may try to do it, but don't listen to this and think, oh yeah, oh sure, easy. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all, but it is also staggering in its implications. And I don't think I'm exaggerating that. But as I said, PhD level stuff, this is not, I'm still trying to understand the craps layout or I still need to use a basic strategy chart at the table at blackjack stuff. This is honestly, as I said, one of the most amazing questions anyone has ever asked, and my answer stunned even me. The answer, as I said, was simple, but the implications are as game-changing in my mind as the book Beat the Dealer. This one almost falls in the category of, are you sure you should tell people? Are you really sure that you should put this out into the wild? But I don't think, I can't think of any way the house can stop it. Let me move on. Maybe I'm overselling and I don't want to oversell. So I get an email 
normal, ordinary November day, and the email is from a dentist. That means he's a very smart individual. And he explains that he's been a card counter for a long time. Makes several trips a year to various gambling locations. Been very successful at it. Gotten good results from it. He's very, very good. And he's not just good at card counting. He has learned card counting and all the variations to blackjack basic strategy based on the count. And I'm not expecting all of you to understand that, so let me try to outline it just a little bit for you. The house has a small advantage in blackjack if you play according to basic strategy and play properly. And that is why it's beatable in my opinion. Card counting takes it another step further. And in card counting, various cards are assigned a numerical value, positive or negative. And so you add and subtract numbers in your head, ideally without moving your lips, and ideally also while having a normal conversation with people. And when the count is negative, the house is in most systems. There are a lot of systems out there. You may like a system with a different process. But in general, when the count number is negative, the bigger the negative number the higher the house's advantage at that moment in time based on the remaining cards. And the higher the positive number, the higher the house's, the lower the house's advantage, the higher the player's advantage. When the number is very large, the player actually has an advantage because there are more high value cards remaining and that favors the player because when the player gets a blackjack, they get paid three to two. And when the house has a blackjack, all they do is take your money. So that's the basis of the idea of card counting. And that is why casinos do not let you count cards if they have a choice. And if they don't have a choice, like in Atlantic City, they structure the rules and the behaviors so that they can stop you. So if they find out you're a card counter, in a minor case, they'll ask you to leave. In a less minor case, they'll ask you to leave and never play there again and keep a hold of your picture and your contact information. In the most extreme of cases, they will tell you you can never play blackjack there again, you can never play blackjack at any of their other properties again, and they send your name and picture to other brands, and those other brands don't let you play ever again. In its extreme, most sophisticated and most advanced and most useful form, when the count reaches a certain point, there are variations to basic strategy. There are changes to the basic strategy chart based on where the count is. You might do things you would not normally do with knowledge that almost all the cards remaining are very small. Or you might do things you would not normally do up to and including splitting tens when you know that almost all the cards remaining are high value cards. Our dentist that wrote to me had learned to count and learned all the variations to basic strategy, and had reached a point of skill where he could do it instinctively. The way a card counter normally gets caught is that they are observed making wagers that match the count. The more the count goes in their advantage, the higher their wager gets. They may go from betting one unit to betting five, six, seven, eight, ten units. And a smart house will notice that, will have someone on staff who can also count, and they will count along, and then they will confirm that the player is counting, and then they will take what actions their house dictates. And it's all over the board. I had a pit boss in Biloxi tell me 
that her husband was in surveillance. Her husband knew how to count cards. They knew who all the card counters were. And when they caught you, the conversation went something like this. We know who you are. We don't want to make a big deal about it. If you keep your take reasonable, we won't do anything about it. Hit us too hard, you'll never play anywhere again. So if you want to nibble around the edges at that particular casino, that was okay. We also have squad mates that have to play uh, Baccarat now because they were caught and they can't play with Boyd, they can't play with MGM, they can't play with Caesars. That limits them to the Hard Rock and some other miscellaneous properties around the world. So responses can vary, but the way they generally catch you is... As the count gets very much in your favor, you as a player make very large wagers. And that's how you get caught. So the question that uh, the good doctor sent over was, I'm a card counter. I'm very good at it. I've learned all the variations to basic strategy. I'm good at it. I do it instinctively. Even if I'm not trying to, my brain just does it. What do you think about using TRG2 or TRG4 as the wagering template and using the variations to basic strategy based on the count. So the count would not determine the wager. The counter, the count would just determine the modifications to basic strategy. Essentially, the count would only be used to reduce the house's advantage on the game. And I thought about that for a minute. And then I started structuring my answering email. And I said, you know... I've been working on this thing called the Mini Meta Martingale. I talked about it conceptually a few episodes back, and I sent him the episode number, and I wrote it all up for him, and I said, I'm actually going to be talking about it in an upcoming episode in more detail. And boy, I I think you're onto something brilliant here. If you take TRG4 and the Mini Meta Martingale, and you can count cards, and those two wagering systems combined are your wagering strategy. And you don't base your bets on the count. You base your bets on those two strategies of ours. The house's tool for catching you is gone. You look like a random player. You even, at the extremes, look like a random player doing stupid stuff. Like doubling seven against a five. Because that's one of the variations. Or splitting tens against a six. Because that's one of the variations. So you look like an idiot and the other players are mad at you and your bets don't match the count. Your bets are based on our strategies, TRG4 and the mini meta, mini meta Martingale. And we are just taking advantage of adjusting basic strategy based on the count to reduce, decrease, or in some cases eliminate the house advantage on the game. Brilliant. 100% brilliant. The perfect cover. The perfect camouflage. If they even suspect that you're counting, and then they start counting with you, your bets are going to go down when they think your bets should go up. Your bets are going to go up when they think your bets should stay the same. And you are going to play hands in a weird, strange, and bizarre way the way random civilians and tourists do. And they're going to go, ah, he's just getting lucky. Add in some cocktails, you just look like a lucky drunk. The, the cover is perfect. The cover is brilliant. And as we chatted back and forth in email, the good doctor himself said, counting is second nature to me now. I can do it easily. 
I like your thoughtful response. I'm going to give it a try. Now I can relax, have a cocktail, just play, and not worrying about getting caught. Now I'm not sure, quite honestly, that I still have the mental sharpness to count and remember all the variations. I'm not sure. I I haven't done rigorous card counting in a long time. And the variations only came to my attention after I had kind of moved away from counting entirely. But for those of you who can, and for or for those of you who are able to learn, this would change everything about playing blackjack. If you could develop the skill the good doctor has, if you could casually sit at a game and in the back of your brain do all the math and know all the strategy variations, this is a game changer. Now you would need to learn to count unnoticed while having a conversation. You would not only need to learn basic strategy perfectly, but also the strategy variations based on the count. If you could do all that and play TRG4 with the Mini Meta Martingale, no house is ever going to catch you and your method of play will reduce or eliminate the house advantage. So, good doctor. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. A brilliant question from a brilliant mind. I appreciate the prompt that led me to an easy explanation that illustrates a brilliant, 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 I can't so emphasize that enough, brilliant idea and an excellent theoretical addition to the casino combat arsenal for those mentally capable of doing this very complex thing. Thank you so much again. Next up, a much easier to understand and fundamentally important core concept segment that I think many of us need to hear. If you are new, if you are just strolling through Apple Podcasts or Spotify has shown you a tag for this podcast and you stumbled on this and you're trying to sort out what is going on here, let me try to bring you up to speed and let me apologize because I am not in my best voice and I know it. Listen to some other episodes. I I think I sound a little better, but I needed to get this episode done. I needed to get out to you and I'm feeling 95% and and we're going to go with my 95% is going to be good enough today. So as I said, let me bring you up to speed. The fundamental ideas of casino combat, of winning the game of casino gambling, are called the core concepts. And concepts is spelled with a K, because spelling things with a K is just cheaper than spelling them with a C. That's just a fiduciary reality. These core concepts are the fundamental ideas for success. I have covered them in detail in the first 20 episodes. I've done a YouTube playlist called Boot Camp on our YouTube channel that covers them in short, small, 10 to 15 minute segments. The whole thing is less than 90 minutes. It'll get you up to speed. I've written a blog post on the CasinoCombat.com website that discusses them. If you are not familiar with them, if you are hearing this for the first time or you've heard it a couple times and you've never really gone back and dug into it, I strongly, as strongly as I can, encourage you to review them, understand them, internalize them, be able to sit and write them down. This is the foundation where long-term success begins. This is the beginning. This is not adding on the wisdoms. This is not adding on all the extra things. This is not the PhD level stuff. 
This is the basics of I'm going to try this, is understanding all of those core concepts. And I find myself wondering if some of you are focused on the small picture at the expense of the big picture. Maybe not. Maybe I'm not feeling the squad's vibe correctly. Without going all hokey or relying on Star Wars metaphors, I often think that through your text messages and emails, I can feel what is going on in the casino combat galaxy. And so today, let's talk about one of the easily overlooked core concepts. In fact, two of them actually, and they are have and use a player's card. And if you have a losing month, make it up with comps and gifts as well as previous months or future months wins. This talks to the idea that no one wins all the time. No one wins every day. No one wins every trip. No one wins every month. My proverbial example is, and then I'll get back on track because I'm wandering all over the place here, but my proverbial example is if the casino comps you a hotel room, comps you a meal, comps you free show tickets, comps you some cocktails, and you get up the next morning and you get in your car and head home and you have $10 less than when you walked in the door because of your gambling, you won. You're a winner. You got way more in value than they took from you in the loss. And that is an important part of this. So what prompted this segment? What is the disturbance in the galaxy that I think I feel? I get results information from you, and win or lose, it's I played blackjack and this good thing happened, or I played blackjack and this bad thing happened this many times. And those are great things, and I love hearing about those. But as I look over all of those, as I put them all together, as I think through the results I've gotten through the last several weeks from people saying this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me, As I look over all of those, as I see all these various reports, as I put them all together, one thing I kept coming back to over and over was, where are the other inputs? And that's particularly important on the losing results. It's important all the time, but it's, where are the other inputs? Where are the other income streams? Particularly when losses have happened, where are the offsetting things? Now, it's very rare that I go into a casino, play blackjack, and leave. Very, very rare. I go in. I get a gift. Maybe a gift card. I play some free slot play. I eat a comped meal instead of paying cash for lunch. I play some blackjack. Maybe some craps in some form. I'm focused on winning the game of casino gambling for the day, not on winning the game of blackjack or the game of craps exclusively. Fun story. I've been trying to play full-size craps once per casino visit to practice what I learned on the cruise. My thought process is that if you go on a cruise and you take a golf lesson and hit golf balls out into the ocean and then go home and don't play golf for six months, well, you wasted your time taking the golf lesson. So I took a craps lesson and I'm trying to therefore do some craps practice. And I am well aware that I am often paying to practice because I don't have a full-size table. I know that. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Last week, I took a small blackjack loss. Then I won a little money on a slot machine. Then I had a small blackjack win that was really kind of a a zero exit win. It was one of those where I won a few units 
and then dropped back and then got back to even and then lost a few units and it was the shuffle. And so I regrouped and only had a smaller wind pile. And then I lost a little bit and got back and added a little bit to the wind pile and then dropped down again. And I thought, I'm just treading the same ground over and over. I am winning literally thousands of dollars but I'm never more than a fraction of a day's pay ahead. So I took a small win. I took the equivalent of a zero exit, and I went to take a break at the craps table. Second guy to get the dice was an older guy, and he seemed to know what he was doing. He wasn't just Yahtzee throwing the dice. He was setting. They were landing softly with some fur purpose, with some focus. Seemed like a guy who knew what he was doing. So I bet with him, not against him, and he had a long roll. But more importantly, I had made a fire bet just defensively, and he threw a five-point fire side bet. A very small wager on my part on that fire bet at the start of his throw got me over a day's pay for the day, well over that number despite the rough blackjack to start. And I had made money on his throw as well. I left when he was done. I didn't even wait two or three more players so I could actually get the dice. I'd had a rough start at blackjack. I'd taken a loss in the mini meta martingale. I'd recovered some with a small slot win. I'd added a small blackjack win. I had been eh, down maybe half a day's pay and ended up with all I wanted to do through that combination of play. It was not heads down one thing. And I'd also picked up a gas card on the way in. Look, blackjack and don't pass craps are the easiest wagers to beat. But I try to have a portfolio of play and a portfolio of comps. And I feel like in the feedback I'm getting, a lot of you are missing that aspect of it, are not building that aspect of things out in your casino relationships. I've said it many, many times. I am not trying to beat the game of casino gambling with one tool in the toolbox. Now, I have the luxury of more than one casino in my city. Well, one casino and two horse tracks with slot machines, uh, kind of the same thing. I have three opportunities and I work with all three of those casinos, sometimes visiting all three in one day. I'm not a big slot player. I understand that the house's advantage is huge, but I make money playing slots by combining slot play with cash using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos. If you're not aware, that's from my free slot tactics ebook, which you can download from the website casinocombat.com in the Fred section. And I combine that with TRG slot strategy number one from the same book. And with the two in combination, I create what most months is a monthly revenue stream. And part of that revenue stream is the free slot play. And part of the reason those properties give me that free slot play is because I play some with my own money. And I combine it together and it becomes cash money into our lives almost every month. I know we had a month a month or two ago. I don't remember exactly where it didn't. But most months, when we get to the virtual VIP lounge, I tell you that the combination of those two things made us money. And that's a revenue stream that on some days means I don't play blackjack at all. Or I play blackjack with a very small positive exit number. I went to the first slot parlor and I picked up some free slot play. See, there's that revenue stream and I made a little money and I played some with TRG slot strategy L numero dos and I made a little money. 
And now as I'm driving down the highway, I'm going to pass the place that gives me a free meal and I watch the horses and I play some free slot play and I get a free toaster and the toaster goes in my son's Airbnb and I play a little slots there and I make a little money. And now I go down to my local casino and I pick up a gift card and I play some free slot play cause I'm old and I look at the whole thing in its entirety and go, oh, my positive exit is now no longer 8, 10, 12, whatever it would have been units. My positive exit is four units. My positive exit is five units. Much easier to win zero than it is to win infinity. And because of those other income streams, my positive exit number is much smaller, much easier to achieve. And it's much easier to get to the end of the day and go, chick, I made my day's pay for the day. Now, each piece of this complements the other when you structure things around multiple inputs from gambling and comps. So I want to ask, are you walking in and out past slot machines to get to the craps machine or, or craps table, the craps machine, the blackjack table, the baccarat table? As a result of doing that, are you missing inputs? Are you missing revenue streams? Now these have to be built up over time. But would your gift card values, your free slot play values, and your free tax-free imaginary money amounts be larger if you diversified what you do? And if you do that, and I'm not saying miss dinner at home to eat dinner at the casino. I'm not saying don't eat dinner with your family because you ate dinner at the casino because then you saved the cost. No, I'm not saying that at all. But can you structure your casino play such that... You eat some comped meals and take value from that free tax-free imaginary money that you wouldn't that you would have done with your cash as well. Or my local casino has what they call a swag shop. And anytime one of our local sports team does well, and Mrs. TRG has a reason why when she was a teacher, she needed to wear some team gear, or we get invited to a, a watch party and we want some new team gear. Well, instead of going to a big box store and buying just some other random piece of team gear, I stop in the swag shop and I use free tax-free imaginary money to buy that team gear that we would want to have to go to that event or to do that thing. I'm diversifying my inputs. I'm spreading out my revenue stream. If you have the local the opportunity locally or regionally to spread, spread your play around, would additional comps and gifts be generated that you could take advantage of? Those things are all true for me. It's looking at the portfolio of ways you can pull value out of the relationship, not just one game. And what I'm hearing about is one game and it didn't go well and I'm sad. Or one game and it went great and I'm so thrilled and it's going to go... It's not going to go bad all the time, and it's not going to go great all the time. And if you can diversify the ways you pull value out, then when you do take a loss, it doesn't sting as bad. It's not as big a negative. Yes, you need to be good at one or more of the betting strategies I've offered you to have success. Or you need to come up with one of your own, which is perfectly valid. Yes, you need to be able to apply those consistently to create the bulk of revenue from doing this crazy thing that we do. But I've never said be a one-trick pony. 
you have to work the comp part of things. Part of that for me is also working the slot part of things. It's also working the spend part of things. It's also working the eat part of things. Heck, it's working the airfare and the cruise and the show part of things. Part of that is planning around your promotions to maximize those other inputs. And they have to be inputs you want. They have to be inputs that you enjoy. They have to be inputs that add value to your life. Part of that is building relationships across multiple brands and and or multiple buildings to maximize those other inputs. We are getting ready to flip the calendar to December. One year ago, I had a horrible month playing blackjack and bubble craps in the month of December. I had a difficult personal life that kept me out of casinos as much as I would have normally been there. I barely made any money gambling. Barely. Like less than a day's pay, as I recall, without pulling it up. But playing the bigger game of casino gambling put many days of value, many days pay of value into our lives. We bought groceries and gas with gift cards. We had a great date night with an overnight hostel, hotel stay, comped dinner and drinks. We profited immensely playing the game of casino gambling despite only barely managing a financial success. We had diversified inputs. We had ways of taking profit that we measure in dollars, but that we receive in something other than dollars. For this to work for me, it needed to be bigger than beating one table game. It needed to be seen through a wider lens. I see this through a telescope that sees the big picture, not a microscope that looks at one small part of the larger game. My instinct is that some of you have only started to play and need to look at the game in a bigger way and to expand your inputs and revenue streams. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my sense of the Casino Combat Galaxy is wrong. But as we take a pause and pop some bottles, as we adjourn to the virtual VIP lounge to do results, listen to all of what I'm sharing and consider how many parts of that you are doing also. Is it time for you to play a bigger game? A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the most must-listen-to segment in casino podcasting, the Virtual VIP Lounge. Our lounge is open, and we have the best virtual everything virtually all the time. The best virtual food and drink served in any Virtual VIP Lounge anywhere on the interwebs. Guaranteed or your money back. As always, if you can, press pause, pour yourself something. Full transparency, true story. I popped a small bottle of champagne, poured a big glass of orange juice, It's feeling like a mimosa morning. I am not 100% as I said. I am hoping that the vitamin C and a little bit of alcohol is going to get me through the last piece of this. And then I can send it off to edit and it can get out and distributed to all of you through our good friends at Spotify and that they'll take care of that for me. I do have a nice blueberry muffin here for when the new theme song plays. Stick around for that. I know it was important to Atlantic City Empress. It was important to me to get it done. Stick around. Give that that a listen. Give that new version a listen. See if you can find the things that changed. VIP lounges in the real world are becoming harder and harder to find. And it's a real shame. Because they were always a great place to meet old friends, make new friends, share results, and swap stories. And that's what we're going to do today. If you're new, welcome friends. If you've been here all the time. Thank you for coming back. 
We're going to share results today for November 2023. I say this every time. Some of you are tired of it. I say it because I think it's important. Core concepts teach us play for the month, not the machine or the day. That's why I do this. I do this for transparency, not to brag, not to boast, not to say, look at me. I'm sharing what is possible if all of this is implemented well. And I'm also admitting losses when they happen. I am not the guy that goes and plays slots and loses more than he wins and then makes a YouTube channel of the wins and then tries to make up the losses with monetizing YouTube. Not that there is anything wrong with that. Not that I have any objections to that. I just do this a little differently. I'm not super worried about monetizing. I appreciate those of you that support me. I support, appreciate you that go to anchor.fm slash casino combat and pick support and make a monthly contribution. It is very much appreciated. It helps to fund all this. It helps to keep the team motivated to keep doing this. But that's not where we make the most of our money. We make the most of our money playing and we're honest about losing when we lose because we think credibility and accountability are more important. And we're going to find out if I lost or won here in just a minute. And we're going to do that using the $1 a day scale. You see, I don't really care how much you win or don't win. And I don't want to play who's is bigger with you. There are people that listen to this podcast all over the world. The cost of livings all over the world are tremendously different. The, the range of what people need to survive is incredibly different. What someone playing at Black Hawk in Iowa, boy, I hope I got that right. Maybe it's Colorado. But somebody playing in far Midwestern United States may have a very low cost of living compared to someone playing in Atlantic City. An investment banker would listen to what I won and say, who cares? Why did you waste your time? And I suspect that the person delivering pizza for a day would listen to what I won and go, oh my goodness, I got to do that. It doesn't matter. We've all got a number. We've all got a number we need to make every day to live our lives the way we want to live our lives. And so I've got that number. And I divide everything we do by that number so that I can tell you if I wanted to earn a dollar a day, if a dollar a day would make my life work, here's how many dollars I want. So you can take $1. If I tell you that we spent $3.18, multiply 3.18 times whatever your daily number is, whatever you make in your regular job, and then you'll understand what that cost would have taken you to earn. Or you'll understand what that win would have meant you could do in your life. So transparency, not bragging and boasting, drop it all down to the $1 a day scale. All right, before we open the spreadsheet, before we dig into the results, there is a uh, tradition, a rule, a policy, a law, a whatever in the United States Senate. And it works something like this. Senators can go down on the floor and say a whole bunch of things and then after the fact, amend and correct their remarks. Literally read what they said, hear what they said, and go, you know, that's actually not what I meant. For the record, for the official Senate record, this is what I should have said. And often that's done in private. Well, I'm going to do it in public. I need to amend and correct my remarks from episode 125. I wanted to focus on the cruise piece of things. We did a travel segment. I told you I was going to give you real results. I quickly looked at the results spreadsheet. I kind of worked from memory and I told you we got off the boat plus two days. That was incorrect. As I get ready to do this results for the month segment and 
this shows the value of taking time at the end of the month to review written results. It shows the value uh, of doing this exercise because as I got ready to do this segment, I looked at things, I went, oh, yeah, you got off the boat plus two days having lost a good bit. You skipped the part Mrs. TRG lost because uh, she doesn't play very much. My wins normally cover her losses. It's normally not a big deal. And I forgot that she uh, that she got her clock cleaned several times and that uh, we both made some poor choices, as I already told you, uh, the last night on the boat. So to amend and correct my remarks, we're going into the back half of the month down about seven days pay. That's a big swing, and I know, and I didn't mean to be less than transparent. I didn't mean to be inaccurate last episode. So that's why I wanted to, to correct that record. I did have a lot of work to do. Uh, I did have mouths to feed and bills to pay. So with, with that correction having been done, let's dive into the results. Let's dive into this on a $1 a day scale basis. As I said, I finished the month. Table games minus 48 cents which means I had a tremendous comeback, which means I did a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of winning, but we do actually finish the month as a couple minus uh, $0.48 on the $1 a day scale, minus about a half day's pay, which is a tremendous comeback from table games. We played 65 blackjack tables, 45 of them winning, 20 of them losing, which tells you that on the boat, uh, I took several significant losses and then worked my way back from that. And Mrs. TRG took a number of significant losses. And uh, in some cases with my encouragement and saying, oh, here, here's some more, here's some more chips, go ahead and play. And and so that's on me. So good ratio of wins to losses, some big losses on the boat. I played 11 craps tables, five of them winning, six of them losing, had a positive outcome for craps actually won about uh, 69 cents on the dollar a day scale there so good craps outcomes as i get back into playing craps and mostly as i've said i'm i'm paying to practice i'm paying to try to learn to do something that i know i can't do so table games minus 48 cents uh, loss on the table games piece of things free slot play we had one dollar and if we round up 11 cents of free slot play and from that free slot play we got $1.13. We also played 52 total slot machines, 32 were winning, 20 were losing with cash money with TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos and took a loss of $1.01. So once again, to go back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, slots as a revenue stream, having multiple revenue streams. So you see here, right now we've talked about ram, uh, revenue streams, blackjack, craps, uh, slots with free play, slots with real money. And once again, we have a positive for the slot portfolio. $1.13.1 on the free slot play, $1.01 lost on the slot play with cash. So a profit from the slot portfolio once again this month. Total profit and loss from gambling. When it's all said and done, the gambling part of things, we are minus 36, call it 37 cents um, from gambling. Not great. Certainly not horrible considering how we got off the boat. And I'm glad I corrected that record for you. 
Uh, so a little, a little tiny third of the day's pay. Dinner at Applebee's. Maybe not even dinner for four, but dinner at Applebee's. Have an appetizer, have a drink. We're, we're, we're right there at that 37 cents. Expenses. And keep in mind, this includes excursions on the boat, Wi-Fi on the boat, airfare down, uncomped hotel room the night before the cruise, uncomped hotel room after the cruise, tips and gratuities. We are at uh, $6.93, almost a week's pay in expenses for the month of November 2023, which gives us a profit or loss after expenses of minus $7.30 if I round up to the nearest penny. However, I said revenue streams. I said other ways to offset losses. Our comps totaled $11.53 on the dollar a day scale. We had $0.08 cents in free bets. We had $0.17 cents in gifts. So lots of positives there. Add it all up. Total it all up, where do we end up? We end up with impact on our lives, value into our lives, even with the small loss and even with the spend. We end up with value into our lives of $6.52. We end up with a casino combat profit, which is to say we made up with comps and gifts not only what we lost and spent, but that much again, which admittedly is the equivalent of getting everything half price, still money out of pocket, still got to set it off with money won previously. That's all true. We're still going to have a positive year. It looks like we have, we have another uh, four months to go before we get to the end of the casino combat year, but we ran hot at the beginning of things. We ran really hot in August and September. Atlantic City was really good to us. So, on the basis of the core concepts, on the basis of the things we've been talking about, getting to the end and making up what was lost and spent with comps and gifts, we more than did that. Had a very, very positive month in terms of the total outcome, the total portfolio. Uh, Nakatomi Tony once said that he really loves that it is TRG Enterprises. And that's kind of one of the ideas that I wanted to communicate today, that I wanted to communicate in this episode is that if all you're doing is one game, one specific wager, if you are not playing the game of casino gambling, if you are playing the game of blackjack, playing the game of craps, playing the game of baccarat, if you are not playing the game of casino gambling, it is a much tougher game to beat. And it's going to be tougher in this sense. You're going to have a lot more chop. If you don't have the gift cards, if you don't have the room comps, if you don't have the other gifts and items, if you don't have the slot piece doing something for you, if you don't have the free slot play coming in, if you're not eating some of your meals, if you're not replacing purchased meals with comped meals, if you're not playing the bigger game, this is a more difficult game to beat. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host. Please don't tip away your wins. Remember your casino wisdoms. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. In 10 years, we may find out I was wrong about all of this. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the gift of your time. And stick around for a very special Atlantic City version of our Casino Combat theme song. Atlantic City Empress, Casino Combat's ace. There are-
should probably play alone I know the house has an advantage But that's part of the thrill If we follow the core concepts The chips begin to spill So baby, here's your player's card Put your bankroll in your hand Use just some of that money now Do it just the way we planned Just follow the core concepts And you could win several Right down. 